Hey there, Blessed Mamas. We are excited about this episode. It is six things we don't do anymore. All right, such a cool thing to talk about. And we were talking about this specific episode. We wanted you to know that we had you in mind. There are so many conversations that Blair and I have had with you, with our individual friends that we t- we sit around and we talk about all these things that we want to improve or we want to better ourselves, especially the beginning of a year. Uh, I don't know if you make specific goals or you make New Year's resolutions, but a lot of time, there's a lot of reflection that happens at January in everybody's life. Like, what do I want to be better at? What are my goals? What do I want to achieve? I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to start having a morning routine. And we talk about these things, but how often do we actually put them into action? And some of the things that we talk about, we just want to be better versions of themselves. Blair and I realized over the last few years, there were certain things that we didn't like about ourselves that we wanted to change. We wanted to improve. So that's what we're talking about today. We actually took action on some of these items and we're going to be sharing, sharing that with you, the things that we don't do anymore. So let's dive in. I'm going to share first. And the very first thing that I personally wanted to share was I stopped allowing how others feel about me to get to me or to get me down, right? Everyone has their own opinion. And guess what? Their opinion of me is none of my business. And that is such a hard concept for me to understand and probably for you too, because if we're being real, there's always some level of caring, right? We always really like you start to think about the way and you take note of what else everybody else is doing around you and and feeling about you and you don't really want to be held prisoner to the way someone else's standard is or the way someone else's views view you views you god that's a tongue twister so an example of this is maybe like in your parenting i know for me personally we've had a lot of parenting challenges um last year in 2022 and The reality is, is I'm a little bit more strict. I'm a little bit more um, hands-on and maybe involved than some parents want to be or than they are. And sometimes that can, you know, parents' judgment of what other people think about my husband and I's parenting or the rules that we, we have on our girls or anything like that, you know, that can maybe have gotten to me if I would have continued to allow what others think of me to get me down. But since I've stopped doing that, I don't have to worry about it, right? Like I get to parent and I get to do what I want to do and other people get to do what they want to do and it doesn't bring me down. I no longer have that idea of, gosh, well, what do do people think about like my parenting style or what do they, I've let it go. I get to continue to raise my children and with my husband the way that we want to and other people do too. So when, when you know someone, when you think someone is like talking about you or anything like that and you normally are like, oh, I can't believe like that person thinks this or maybe they, you know, they're, it's really bringing me down. I want you to really challenge yourself to, to not let that get to you, to really what other people think about you, not let that bring you down because the reality is, is everyone has their opinion and they're allowed to be, have their opinion. And it doesn't really matter what their opinion is of you because your opinion of you is what matters, what you're doing and it not bringing you down. And Why I decided to stop allowing this to impact me is because I am such a natural people pleaser. I am such a person who wants others to be happy and I want to be well-liked. Like that is my natural personality. But I realized that I have so many people that I am liked by and that's what I 
decided to focus on. I decided to let the negativity and the other people's opinions of me no longer affect my day-to-day life. And let me tell you, it is liberating. So if that is something that you struggle with, maybe that's something that you stop doing. Blair, I'm super curious about what you're going to share. Yeah. Well, really quick on that one, you know, it's so important to get to the space where you don't allow other people to bring you down or their opinions of you to change what you're doing or what you and your spouse have decided to do. You know, that one is such an important one and it is so hard. And yet it doesn't matter when your kids are little and they're crying and the way you discipline them compared to somebody else or when they're teenagers and you're deciding what to do or you get them that car or all these different things. Like, you know, even this year with my son trying to pick which college he's going to go to, I mean, you have no idea how hard it has been uh, this year to remind myself that other people's opinions about me don't matter. Right. And so I love that one. I think it's so important. And remember what you focus on grows. So my tip of things that I don't do anymore is negative self-talk. Remember what I just said, what you focus on grows. So if you're continuously saying negative things to yourself, you're going to believe it. Right. And this one is so powerful if you can stop doing this. So have you really stopped and thought about how you how powerful our brain is? Because it really is powerful. And what happens is you might think, well, I'm not really thinking negative thoughts throughout the day. But if you really stopped and listened and became conscious of what you're saying to yourself throughout the day, you would be shocked at the unkind things that you say, the things that you allow yourself to say, but maybe you don't actually say out loud, right? Those really do impact your subconscious and the way that you live and the way that you interact with people and your success or lack of success. So for me, one of the ways that I've helped myself with negative self-talk as far as like body image first is every time I look into the mirror, I give myself a high five or like I'll wink at myself and say like, looking good, right? Just something positive to myself instead of the first reaction, which is like, oh my gosh, my face is so shiny or, oh, I feel like I have a double chin right now or, oh, you need to lose some weight, Blair, right? Those are the things that automatically come up when I look in the mirror. Instead, I stop and I give myself a high five. Or I I give myself a little wink and go, looking good today, right? And so that's one way that I've stopped negative self-talk. Another way is uh, by setting lots of affirmations, right? And I call them beliefs, actually, now. I've decided in this last year that I took the uh, old beliefs that I had, the negative things that I was telling myself, like, you'll never have success with that. You'll never sell any of that. You'll never get somebody else on your team that does X, Y, Z, right? That negative self-talk. And I turned that belief into a positive belief. And I wrote those down and I look at them every morning. I have them hanging on my wall in my office and I just stop and I look at them quite often and I'll go, yeah, you know what? That's right. I am an amazing trainer. I am a great leader. I am a wonderful wife and mother. I am somebody who can find success in all different avenues, right? So I think those are really important. And then another really great one is hopefully you have a vision board, but also an accomplishment board. And Kelly and I have talked about this before on the podcast, but the accomplishment board for me isn't necessarily, I would love to create one. I'm going to this January. My husband and I were just talking about it. We have not been good at that. We talk about 
about it. We haven't actually made one. But what I do have in my office, it's kind of like an accomplishment board, is I have things throughout my office that remind me of my accomplishments, like the fact that I was in Success From Home magazine. I have that framed on my wall. I have pictures of all kinds of trips that we've been able to pay in cash for and adventures that we've gone on as a family that show me success because that's what success means to me is freedom, flexibility, financially to be able to do the things I want. Um, things like my awards that I've won with my company, they're all over my room. Uh, compliments that people have given me. Sometimes I'll print off positive things that people have said to me so that I can see it in front of me, right? So that's another tip. And if you're really struggling with this, whether it's negative self-talk, negative belief, then do yourself a favor and write on every mirror in your house and write on sticky notes, positive things. Start printing off nice things that people say to you and put them up in your office or the space where you spend the most time and allow yourself to see who you truly are. Because remember, what you focus on grows. All right, Kelly, what's tip number three of things that we don't do anymore? Yeah. And I'm going to add a quick tip on number two um, with negative self-talk because one of the things, this is something I think if we're all being honest as females, we all struggle with, right? And so this is something I have worked on as well. And Blair, yes, do the accomplishment board. I did it this year and it's so cool to look back when you're feeling down. You're like, oh, look at me. Like, you know, this is what I did. This is what I accomplished. It helps so much. I have it right beside my vision board. But setting timers on your phone, this was a really instrumental way that I, you know, stopped that negative self-talk is I had different reminders that went off. So go into your notes section, you can go into your alarms and set those beliefs, set those affirmations and say those, turn those negative thoughts into positive and have them go off. I have some that go off, you know, Tuesday at one o'clock um, when our paycheck comes in. I have certain ones that go off at, at other times specifically um, that tell me things, especially when I know sometimes that negative self-talk will likely creep in. I have an alarm specifically set for that time. So that may help you change that habit. Um, the next one that I wanted to personally share was um, being friends or being, you know, in business, being just surrounded around people that you don't necessarily, and I hate to use the word like, <laughs> because that sounds so like, eh, but people that aren't serving where you're going in life. Okay. So here is the thing that I really have embraced because I love people. I love my team. I love my friendships. Um, I love just people in general. And I love to be connected. But there were certain, you know, situations that I found myself that I didn't like, that I was feeling obligated, that I had to be with, you know, connected to this person, or I had to, you know, have this person on my team, or had, there were certain things and it just didn't serve me. And every time I was surrounding myself with certain people, I just felt drained. I felt negative. I felt like I was complaining. I didn't like who I was. It wasn't about them. It was about who I was when I was around certain types of energy. And I didn't like that about myself because I would bring that home to my family and I would bring that home to the people that I did love to be around. And so I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to change this. This is not something that I am going to allow in my life anymore. Because here is the thing. People change. And sometimes when you change and I change, we don't change together. And guess what? That's okay, right? We have different seasons of life and different friendships and different business partnerships serve in those seasons. And it is okay. Breaking up with friends, breaking up with business partners, yes, it can be hard to do. But sometimes it's necessary, especially if you're going down different paths. And the reality is, is you don't want to have feel obligated to be 
friends or business partners with someone and they don't want that either. They don't want you to, you know, to be a fake friend, right? Life is too short for that nonsense. So be around the people that fill your cup up, be around the people who are going in the same direction or supporting the direction that you're going in. And then when you leave their presence, like when I, Blair and I, we have this, but we have this incredible connection that when Blair and I like we physically are around each other. Like we w- go back home so full, so inspired. Like we don't even, it doesn't matter if we're doing personal things, business things, but that's the kind of people you want to be around. The kind of people that fuel you, that drive you, that you go home and you're like, I I loved that. Like that filled me up. And when we don't get to see each other, you know, for periods of time, we we miss it. We miss that energy. And so that's who you need in your life. That is who you are. So if you are feeling drained, Maybe this is something that you need to stop doing, being drained by others. I love that one. And I do, I will say this, there's a friendship that in my life ended um, about a year and a half ago. And um, the reason was because it wasn't even necessarily her. It was like Kelly said, who I was around her. And I found myself talking about her because of the choices that she would make or the things that she would say or the behavior that she would have at our events. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That's who she is. And she's happy with that. She's not miserable or upset. It was me and my friends. And we would talk about it every single time. And I just was like, why are we hanging out with somebody who we're talking about? Number one, it's wrong to talk about people. I don't feel good. I walk away feeling disgusting and mad at myself for allowing myself to get into that situation. And second, why are we hanging out with somebody who we don't enjoy? Like we're all adults here. And so I think that it's a very hard and high level situation. And at some point you do have to take inventory of who you're allowing yourself to spend time with. And sometimes that's family. So one of the things that my husband and I have had to really work on is, yeah, there are some things you're going to need to be with your family at, right? Like Thanksgiving or weddings or bar mitzvahs or, you know, uh, baby showers, like whatever, you're going to have to be with them sometimes. But is that who we choose to spend our time with if we're not showing up as the best version of ourselves around that person? So love that one. All right, next tip of something that I don't do anymore is putting my health last and not working out every single day. Listen, if there was one gift that cancer gave me, it was to stop and put myself on my calendar. You know, it's something that I've shared so many times before, and I'm such a calendar planner, but to be honest, my workout and my time of being alone and my health was last. And now when you look at my calendar every day and I literally every Sunday, you know, just like Kelly, I sit down with my calendar and I look at it and I go, okay, what are the non-negotiables for my kids that I need to put on here? Their games, whatever. I don't even have to take to practice anymore. People, I just got to cook meals and be around, but like, I kind of know what time my drivers are going to be home. So I try to make sure I'm available then. Uh, What are the non-negotiables for my business? I put those on the calendar. Okay. Where am I going to work out each day? Whether that's a walk, whether that's yoga, whether it's a hard workout, where is my time for my mental health every day? And for me, that's actually different than working out. So now I spend time either doing uh, my sound healing sessions or going uh, for, you know, or taking a meditation or, um, you know, something like that. So it's another extra thing on my calendar. And I used to think I don't have enough time for all these things. I can't get all these things done. But the reality is you need it. Your heart, your brain, your health, they need it. So now it's a priority. It's a non-negotiable. Just like my sleep, 
right? Putting your health as a priority. That not only includes where are you going to work out? What are you going to do for your mental health? It also includes your sleep. Are you scheduling how much sleep you're going to get? This was a new one um, for me because I'll be honest, I used to know like, okay, I need eight hours of sleep. This is what time I'm going to bed. But then I got cancer and my sleep pattern became very different because I would sleep a lot during the day when I was going through chemo. So over this last year, I've really had to get back to writing it down on my calendar. Like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock and I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. That's what works for me. And it's non-negotiable. And I also give myself one day of a not waking myself up with an alarm. It's usually Saturday morning. So I know when I go to bed on Friday night, I can sleep as long as I want. That's something that helps my health. Maybe for you, that's not as important. Maybe it's eating. Are you putting your health as a priority for eating? Or are you just making the meals for your family and putting yourself last? And then you're just eating little bits of things that you know are not helping your health. They're not helping you to feel better. So making sure that you have your vegetables and your fruits and the things that are important for your health. You know, these are all things that I used to not even consider. And now I put my health and my daily working out as a priority in my life. And this has helped me so much. So share with us as well. Like I know a lot of you guys that listen to this, you have specific things that you do to make sure that you hit those every single week. So, you know, share those with us because when you share, we share as well out to the world and to the people that are listening. And we know that it's going to help more people. Kelly, what else are you not doing anymore? So one of the biggest things for me has the, is this one that I'm getting ready to share and not being afraid to fail. <laughs> I've stopped not being afraid to fail. In fact, I embrace failure and I have learned to embrace it and love it and learn from it. So the majority of my life, I was terrified of failing. All right. I would set a goal. It didn't matter. I mean, watch out. I would bulldoze my way through to get the goal. I wanted people around me to be proud of me, um, which is honestly a still huge driver. But now I want them to be proud of me for the work I put in, not necessarily for the accomplishment. And failure happens all the time. Every day in my life, I fail at something. And what I have learned is to not be afraid of that, to not be, you know, because being afraid of failing really was holding me back because sometimes I would set my goals lower. Sometimes I would be afraid to go for things because I was like, oh, I can't do that. So I'm just not going to do it, right? Because I'll, I don't have time. I may fail, whatever. So I was really terrified of it. But instead, I have decided, I changed my mindset. I decided that failure is a blessing, all right? It's how you grow. It's how you become better. It The best gift was my children teaching me this. I will never forget. I don't remember exactly when it happened and I don't even know who said it to me. So if you said it to me, thank you. Um, but showing your children that you fail. And I realized I was raising girls that I was not showing to them that I was failing. And I was like, I don't want that. I want them to know that you fail all the time and it's okay and it's how you grow. And so I began having these conversations with them. And then I realized like, oh, I have a really big issue with this and I don't like this about myself. So changing the mindset and learning that, yes, failure is going to happen and I love it because I'm always going to learn. I may not make that same mistake twice because I have learned from that and I grow and it's truly has been in incredible to stop being afraid of failing. Not an easy one, but a really important one, right? All right. And then another one that we have both stopped doing is putting our kids before our marriage. 
you know, this is one that there's an age old debate, right? People are like, well, the kids need you. And yes, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying let your kids sit there and cry while you make your dinner, dinner for your husband. Like, believe me, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is not making your marriage a priority because you're so exhausted with work, with the kids, or you're putting the kids priorities above spending time with your spouse above making decisions that would help and benefit both of you. And instead, you want to make sure that your kids are happy or that they like what's going on, right? Or sneaking behind your spouse's back to do something for your child that your spouse already said no to, right? These are all ways that you're not putting your marriage as a priority. And what are you really teaching your kids? You're teaching them that they're more important than your spouse. And so it's really important that you create that in your own marriage. Now, how do you do that? And why is it important? It's important because this is the person that's going to be there in, you know, if you have young ones and, you know, maybe 10 or 15 years when they go off to college and then they become an adult, you're going to look at that spouse and go, oh, uh, what, like we got nothing going on here because we haven't spent any time together. We've been so focused on our kids and on their travel sports and on their things that we didn't take time to go away once a year together. We didn't take time to go on date nights. We didn't take time to spend time alone in the evening. You know, I'll never forget one of my friends told me a few years ago that she and her husband every night. When he gets home from work, they take a little bit like 30 minutes and they have very young kids. They go outside on their back porch while their kids play inside or they're welcome to play outside. Sometimes they even do it on their front uh, driveway. They'll sit on their front driveway while the kids play. But the kids know this 30 minutes is for mom and dad. You're not going to come over and ask questions unless you're bleeding. You're not going to come over. You are going to do what you're doing while mom and dad catch up with each other. And I just thought like that's so beautiful. What a perfect picture of number one showing your spouse their priority. Number two, showing your kids your spouse is a priority so that when they get married one day, they put their spouse as a priority. Isn't that what you want? I mean, that just to me was such a beautiful picture of it. And now when their kids are grown up, go off to college, they're not going to look at each other and go, oh my gosh, who are you? Like, do I even like you? Should we even be together still? No, they know each other. They spend that time together. And the more time that you spend together, the more intimacy that will happen. What do I mean by that? I mean, some people have really high libidos, so like they want it all the time, right? Good for you, awesome. I am now in my mid 40s, I am, you know, in menopause, like that's just not how it happens. So a lot of times having that time together and that, you know, the decompressing every day, having the conversations, spending time together, going out on dates, going on a trip once a year, these kind of things. And we have a podcast coming up at the end of this month all about marriage. And the reason those things are important is that then creates intimacy, that then you want to have sex with that person because you have a connection with them, right? So just remember that this year as you are ending out, you know, or beginning in our very new year of 2023, you know, putting your marriage as a priority above the kids and figuring out what does that mean for you and your spouse? Because it's different for every household. For us, it was non-negotiable. One time a year, we're going away and we're going to pick somewhere we've never been before so we can explore and be you know, adventurous together. It's that we have a date night once a week. It's that uh, we have conversations every single day with each other. I purposely send my husband special text messages, connect with him in different ways. We try to listen to some books together. We have lots of really great ideas, actually. So don't miss. I think it's uh, the last Tuesday of January. You're going to get some great tips on marriage there. But just think about that. Are you putting your kids before your marriage? And if so, 
make your marriage a priority. So this was so, to me, impactful today, the six things I don't do anymore. I hope you guys got a lot from it. We'd love for you to connect with us on social media. You, you can find us on Instagram at blessed mama bosses underscore. And you can also find Kelly and I individually. We'd love to connect with you. It'll be in the show notes. Come over, say hello to us. What is something that you don't do anymore? We would love to hear from you. And by the way, this is a new year. Are you ready for a new you? We have some amazing things going on with our personal businesses And we want to help everybody to make sure that they put their health as a priority. That, again, like I said, is the biggest lesson I learned through my cancer journey. And so we have a special sample of our premium quality vitamins that we both are absolutely obsessed with that help with energy, sleep, getting your body alkaline, uh, boosting your immune system, all the things. And if you're interested in weight loss this season, of life, let us know because we have a brand new product that just came out that is going to blow the uh, blow the pounds off. I almost said blow your socks off, but let's just blow those pounds off, right? So reach out to us. We want to make sure we get that to you. You can find us again at blessmombosses underscore on Instagram, or you can always email us at blessmombosses at gmail.com. Have a great day. Make it a great day for others.